0: Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me in the studio is not Brian Malkowitz, because he is at PAX, but it is actually Paris.
1: Oh oh my God. Thank you for having me on. I I, I wasn't (laughs) ready for the intro, but thank you for having me. This is an honor to be on right now.
0: I'm really, really happy to have you on the show. And joining us in addition is Mesa Sean. Did I get it right? Mesa. Hey, no, Mesa, Mesa, song. like yeah. Cowboys of Moo Mesa. I just asked him two <laughs> seconds ago and I still didn't it's get a- it. It's okay, man. Thank you
2: for having me on, man. It's definitely uh, an honor to be on with you guys, man. We got lots to talk about.
1: Uh, oh yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Lots of updates in the, in the destiny world. Thank you guys both for joining us on the show. I know it was sort of last second for you, Paris. Uh, I'm trying to book uh, talent for like the next few months. And I, re- I forgot Brian was out this week and I'm like, Oh no. Well, I, I did uh, loot drops with Paris that one time. Maybe he'd be willing to come on Fireteam chat. And he's a big Destiny community guy. I've seen you tweeting about everything. And Sean, you know, you're constantly doing all the the YouTube stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about everything that has been going on together. And thank you oh, for yeah. joining. Uh, basically, Bungie has revealed that there is going to be a season pass. Uh, they talked about their goals with the seasons and how sort of they're going to work. How are you going to be able to rank up and then... Uh, acquire things but they're not going to go away forever Uh, let's sort of dive in with the topic that was on the tip of everybody's tongue and that is the fact that destiny is getting a season pass so sean we'll start with you how do you feel about this how do you feel about this implementation and uh, what was your initial reaction seeing it and then what was your reaction after reading all the
1: info
2: So when I first looked at it, complete mm-hmm. confusion, because mm-hmm. I don't come from Apex Legends, I don't come from Fortnite, I don't understand what a battle pass is. Mm-hmm. When I looked at this, I see, okay, there's a one track, and then there's a premium track, the premium track you pay for, and it looks like you get more loot, or you get loot at every single um, uh, little tier that you rank up, yeah. and it's all XP. So I like the fact that they pitched it that whatever you, however you like to play Destiny 2, you play it the way you want. You rank up, and you will get loot, okay? Yeah. And this so co- I kind
0: of— d- For for a little mm-hmm. bit of context, before you continue, this does come with the the season pass. So if you buy the $10 season of the Undying, which is the next one, this is included. Am I correct in that, both of you guys? Yes. Correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Yes. so if you buy Shadowkeep, yeah, no, no, you correct. get
2: season of the Undying for yeah. free. I yeah. Yeah. believe after that, then I think it's $10 a pop, but yeah. if you get the— um collectors or a deluxe edition, you get four season passes yeah. along with shadow Key. So, and,
0: and one other additional piece of context, uh, you cannot just buy all the stuff outright to max it out. But later, there is going to be a catch-up mechanic where you can purchase that stuff. Take it away. How do you feel about it, Sean? <laughs> I feel like it's an interesting business
2: model because it looks like this is all on top of The content that's coming along with, say, the base game Mm -hmm. and like the new activities, So it's an added stream of loot that you can add. So whether you're you're not participating in the season, you could still get rewards from the free track. Right. Uh, But if you want to just kind of get things a little faster or get more stuff, then you could pay for the premium, which is just another ten dollars. So I feel like it's another layer on top of it. The only thing I'm not exactly excited about is that they threw exotics in there, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm still on the on the tip of the... I like the excitement that you get when that... or the freak-out reaction when an exotic drops from a nightfall or you see the Engram on the floor. I do like that there's a clear path to get certain exotics. Like, there's the Ariana's brow or vow, I think it's called, or something. There's the Leviathan's breath, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. So there's some clear ways to get there. But one of them is like... I think for the hand, the exotic hand cannon, you get it at a very high rank in the free tier, but on the premium, you get it at rank one. So mm-hmm. you log in, and at rank one, boom, you got yourself an exotic hand cannon. I kind of feel like that takes a little bit of the thrill out of getting that exotic. So I'm fine with the way it is in terms of like you have a direct path. You play the game, and just by leveling up, mm-hmm. using hopefully fire team medallions and ghost shells that give you bonus XP when you're not using fire team medallions, and level up and level up your artifact as well but um it will be interesting to see how the community receives it once we actually see how it all plays out how fast you will rank up and as i don't know if we mentioned already but luke smith kind of gave some examples of playing strikes for a certain amount of time and yeah. how yeah. how long it would take for one rank or something yeah, like yeah
0: basically so refresh my memory i just got back from gamescom so i've been dealing with jet lag and a t- like the cyberpunk thing was happening right before this show so um you you brought up the hand cannon example uh, are there other exotics in the season pass that we know of?
2: Yeah, there's one that's um, it's called Leviathan's Breath. Okay, so mm-hmm. a new weapon quest is also... Okay, so season pass owners, um, I've got a list of the things there. You have access to the Vex Offensive. That's going to include four legendary weapon drops, additional weekly daily bounties. But yeah, a new weapon quest for an exotic bow called Leviathan's breath and it says exclusive to season pass owners. So it looks like okay. that's something that you have to have the season pass, but if you bought shadow keep, you already have access cause they're throwing season of the undying mm. basically for yes. free on top of shadow keep.
0: But not season of the dawn, which is season nine,
2: right. which we'll talk yeah. about
0: a little bit later. So, so Paris, that's, that's all the context, uh, Sean, you kind of given your thoughts, you're sort of wishy-washy on it. Uh, <laughs> how, how are you feeling about it, Paris?
1: I'm of a couple minds when it comes to this, and it really comes down to the fact that we now have Destiny New Light. So we have this free-to-play tier. So people are we're going to get a, a huge influx of new players that are going to be coming into Destiny through that track. And the other nugget that came out of this was the fact that you aren't going to be required to get Shadowkeep to get season of the undying you can buy season of the undying on its own for $10 yeah. and experience that content. So when I look at it from that standpoint, kind of from the Fortnite standpoint of the free to play world, because you know, obviously us hardcore destiny players aren't used to this. Um, it makes a lot of sense that they're taking this and, and I'm with Sean. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of it, especially when it comes to the exotics. Mm-hmm. I don't want my exotics tied to a paid tier of a season, things like that. I want to just naturally get them through the game and have the excitement of them dropping. Yeah. But I also see the flip side of it. Like I said, in that you do need this for the free to play players that are coming into destiny right now. So I do like that Luke addressed that they're going to be paying attention They're It's almost like this first season is going to be an experiment. Let's see mm. what, what the weapon metas look like potentially, Could there be one like the hand cannon, uh, the exotic hand cannon? What if that turns out to be a god tier weapon that everyone has to get to be able to complete a certain objective, right? Mm -hmm. Now it almost comes a thing of, you're really pushing people towards wanting to have to pick up that season pass because they wanna get it as quickly as possible versus the free tier, you know what I mean? Things like that. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it as, okay, this is a necessary evil in the game with, with the way that they're taking destiny. We all fear change when it, when it comes to things that we're not used to. So, let's just take a wait and see, let's see how it goes. Obviously being in the community, we have to give feedback. So Bungie knows how we feel about it, what's working, what isn't. And then I know we'll, we'll get into the next season a little bit later, but then they can adjust as they get towards the end of this season going into the new season and maybe change things up.
0: Yeah, and Luke did say in the blog post, he's basically like, look, we're gonna try this out and we want feedback on this. How is this yes. working? What works, what doesn't? Personally, I think the idea that the hand cannon is earnable for free isn't is an excellent idea and an excellent approach for for this type of package. I'm more concerned about the fact that there are going to be exotics that are locked behind the paid service. That's yes, but I don't know. Inversely. If you think about it this way, like if you don't get Forsaken, you don't have access to those exotics currently, right? Exactly. So, so yeah. Some of it's got to be paid. Yeah. It's not, it's not that big of a change to the system. So there is that free point of entry. And if you want to get the exotics associated with the season, not just the season pass, but with Season of the Undying, you're likely going to have to, at some point, go past that pay barrier. The fact that they're giving you some of them for free is actually kind of cool. It's like, you want a taste?
1: here you go. I I would even, I would even say just sticking on the, the, the free tier that, that we're talking Mm -hmm. about. When you look at what you're getting, with Destiny New Light or Des- Des- I can't even say it. Destiny <laughs> 2 New Light, yeah. the free to play tier that, that you're getting. And even with the season of the undying, the free tier in that there's a lot of content that they are just giving you that they're really giving you that incentive to invest into destiny and to actually play destiny and understand the world. And maybe that's the carrot on the end of the stick that they're looking at that you'll like what you're playing so much that you're now going to want to start jumping into the pay tier of things to continue to progress through the game.
2: And then yeah. there's going to be a catch-up mechanic that they're going to sell.
0: Yeah, this is they th- talked about Yeah, this is what I brought up earlier. You basically can pay later in the season, yeah. say it's near the end, you're like, "Oh, I don't want to miss everything." So you pay to catch up. Right, Sean? But
2: then Luke Smith said, "Hold on, everyone cool the cucumbers because he could definitely <laughs> see everyone losing their minds." He said we're going to see how everyone progresses yeah. and see mm-hmm. even when and where and how it's going to roll out. Because everyone right away is going to scream at Luke and say, we knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But he's clearly saying in the blog, and I encourage everyone to read the blog, because he said right here, did Bungie just raise the XP needed to get a rank to some ridiculous level so players have to buy ranks at the end? So mm-hmm. said the answer is no. Our internal team tests have played strikes in a fairly relaxed manner, 18 minutes per strike. I don't know anyone who plays a strike for 18 minutes. Luke, I love you to death, buddy, but <laughs> we can knock him out in eight minutes maybe. Um, with full stacks of bounties to get seasonal ranks in less than one hour. Every mm-hmm. week, Guardians also get the, uh, the rest XP bonuses per account, where their uh, first three ranks are at triple XP, yeah. playing strikes with full stacks of bounties. You should get 10 ranks in about eight hours. So there might not be any reason. I think it's... Like you said, it's in there for someone who doesn't have the time. They're casual, like to play maybe an hour a night, or maybe a couple of hours a week and stuff, but still want to get some of those goodies because uh, you might want to transition into how once you finish with a season, the end of the season sets us up for the next season and is going to wrap everything up and kind of close off what happened. And we're going to move on to a new tale mm-hmm. and maybe a new story of what's going to happen in um, Season of the Dawn, right?
0: Yeah. yeah season, season of the Dawn, which is uh, season nine. Mm-hmm. Great time to bring back trials of mm. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. So what was it in Destiny mm-hmm. One? Was it Trials of the Trials of Osiris, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Destiny Osiris. Two is Trials of the Nine. Season yeah. Nine, bring back Trials of Osiris. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, so how do you guys feel? continuing on this thread, about the fact that this is all going to get washed away and reset, and then it's rinse and repeat. For me, I'll just say that uh, I kind of understand that, and I find it largely to be expected. Uh, Sean, what do you think?
2: I like it, and at the same time, I've got some reservations. I like it because I feel like the more stuff that's thrown in the game, Mm -hmm. it almost becomes overwhelming. You know, I used to remember Destiny 1, By come Sunday, I would have my Warlock, my Hunter, and then my Titan last, because I'm a Mm -hmm. Warlock main, done. I'm going to get hate for this one. But I would have all their milestones or whatever done, the raids all done, all three characters. Now, with so many activities between all, like Gambit, the Dreaming City, the raids, um, all the different challenges, Gambit, Reckoning, all that... I'm lucky if I get one, one and a half characters done by Sunday or ready for the next reset. I, yeah. I feel like there's almost too much, you know? Mm-hmm. So I do kind of like the fact that, you know what? Wrap it up, the end of the season, we have a closure to it, and then our seasonal artifact goes away, and then we get a new one. Yeah. My concern is, though, what if there's some perks that, man, I just love on that artifact that now go away? Now, Luke Smith, in a, in, I think in one of the director's cut or previous, or even in... I think at E3 he might have said it, where um, if there are certain markets, uh, m- m- market, uh, mod sockets that we really like or that the community really likes, they're open to maybe bringing those back for future seasons in those artifacts. You know, mm-hmm. So kind of like looking forward to it because, you know what, I kind of would like to wrap things up and move on to a new adventure because it might feel like not a new game but a new, a new tale to be told. And, mm-hmm. you know, like after Black Armory, did I really spend any time in Black Armory? No. I did, only to get powerful <laughs> drops. I mean, I got yeah. the weapons I wanted. I was only in it to get some powerful gear, but I I dreaded going back into the forges. But I did it because I had to to try yeah. to get powerful gear, but I didn't want to. Yeah. P-
0: Paris, what about you? How do you feel about the fact that you're going to put in all this work and, you know, you're going to be able to experience this story that will, you know, evolve the world. And then it all sort of goes away and resets with the artifact. Uh, how, how is your take on it?
1: Well, it, it, it was funny. I actually was leaning more towards the way Sean was feeling before Luke came out with the article that, that he just put out. And and it reminded me, when I was at Gamescom, I had a conversation with uh, Ben Womack, um, you know, I think he's creative lead on Shadowkeep, something like that, yep. but he explained to me that the artifacts, the way that they're treating the mods for the artifact is, it's almost like a, a test bed. So that in the future, potentially, like like Sean was saying, if we see some mods that the community is really digging and it's just bringing these interesting ways to play the game, we could see them return in a different form as more of a permanent mod that mm. is outside of the artifact. So. So in that sense, I was like, okay, good. And then when you think about what Luke is saying, again, it's it's this thing where they're coming with this radical change of the way that we play the game right now. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're not used to this. So, of course, we're like, whoa, 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 you're changing my destiny. (laughs) But but like Luke is saying, the game can't stay static forever. I mean, it's already bursting at the seams as far as size go and content like Sean, like you're saying, there's just so many pinnacle activities to do Mm -hmm. right now. Luke is even to mention they're going to pare that down. But it also, more importantly, is going to allow them to do more, quote unquote, live event type things. Like he was given the scenario, you know, in his article of like maybe you follow Ada as, as she lands in the tower and then she actually opens up, you know, Black Army or something like that. Right. So it's still early days. They obviously have to see how we're going to react to this. But I just think it allows them more flexibility. And again, if we see in a season where we just... Our, our power skews just way overboard. There's just some crazy mm-hmm. weapon meta. Well, now they can have the excuse. Well, guess what? That artifact and those mods went away so they mm-hmm. can just take them away going into the next season. And then they can adjust to that. So I, I'm not a hundred percent like super excited about it. Like mm-hmm. I think Paul Tassie even had, had a great article mm-hmm. talking about that today. Uh, something about the, they're, they're forcing us into a certain way with, with the way these seasons are ending. But mm-hmm. We got we we have to see. It, it's really just yeah. a wait and see thing. So I, I'm willing to give it a try. Let's put it that way.
2: Yeah. Lately. I like that they're taking chances. You know, mm. it's not like it's yeah. uh, it feels like really since they have parted with Activision, whether it was whoever <laughs> was calling the shots, it's it's their own. You know, it's their it's so corny, but it's their destiny now. You know what I mean? They could do whatever yeah. they want
0: with it, you know, and um, sorry, you got to go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no corny jokes. I'm just joking, man.
2: For them yeah. to put, you know, for them to really, exp- now is the perfect time that they can experiment. You know, mm-hmm. they don't really have anyone to, and I don't know the formalities of how it works with the publisher, but it seems like, you know what, they could do whatever they want really right now. You know, mm-hmm. and the fact that they bumped uh, Shadow Keep to October 1st, I was glad when I heard, I was glad I heard that not only for the fact that I want it more polished, but because I want to be able to stream and play Borderlands 3 for at least two weeks yeah. before Keep comes out. But I'd rather it, you know, them saying, look, we'd rather the product come out polished and perfected and everything that we want you guys to experience on day one, move it out a little bit. You know what I mean? Give me more time to farm for materials and mod components, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Paris, you sort of alluded to one of the topics that, was brought up in the, in the post, but I was wondering uh, what was the most intriguing thing to you besides the season pass stuff? I I think we all all are like, I'm of the mindset that I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. Uh, It sounds interesting. I don't see any need to get uproariously angry about it. They're trying something new. They're being very upfront. And I think the, the disarming part is where, Uh, somebody like Luke Smith is writing this extensive blog post about their philosophy and why they're trying it. And here's, here's what's going on in our minds. And if you guys don't like it, you know, give us the feedback so we can implement it. It, it doesn't, feel like a cash grab. You know, it feels like this is a studio being honest with us and just saying, hey, look, like we're gonna try this thing. We've seen other models do it. We do have like a profit margin that we need to address for. And, and for me it's very disarming when somebody's that honest and upfront with us. Yes. It's refreshing, you know. So uh I mean, that was, that was my takeaway of it. Of course, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic, but uh, it's, it's just really hard to get like, riled up about what they're doing because they're going in such a different direction right now. Free to play, you, know, you have all these low barriers to entry and everything. I, I'm very excited. But OK, so besides the season pass, Paris, I, I'm curious, was there anything else in there that really got you like, curious or excited to experience when Shadowkeep launches?
1: Well, I think I'll go back to again what I already mentioned. It was just the fact that there I, I, I love that Shadow Keep is its own thing. And then now you have the seasons where it's like we have the season of the undying. And it's this thing that we're unlocking and, and we get to go and explore. And they have this artifact with this uncapped power level. And we they're basically telling us to just go nuts, yeah. is what they're really doing. Go nuts play the game, have fun, do it however the way that you want to do it. And, and I think, The fact that we have this mod system now and we're going to be able to just basically go in the lab and just tinker, 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 tinker and try and find that perfect build. And we're going to talk about it on social media and it's going to be on Reddit and everywhere else. And there's going to Sean's going to make 20 YouTube videos about it. You know what I mean? You know it. (laughs) That that's what excites me about the direction that Destiny is going, because, again, talking to those guys at gamescom and then just just obviously a lot of the information that's come out it's like they're trying something they're trying mm-hmm. something new it's like we're literally in the fifth year of this game that we've been playing it right and it's like you can't keep doing the same thing over and over let's try something new i guarantee you this will not all work 100%, it's not gonna all work. Some things will be great, some things will fail. But like you you said, Destin, the fact that they're being very open about it yeah. and they're saying, this is what we're trying to do. And yeah, they are independent, so they don't have Activision or Microsoft you know, to back them on this stuff. So they have to be open about what their pay model is going to be. And like you said, it's very disarming and it's like, all right, let's try it, let's yeah. do it. I, I, I think this could work. Mm-hmm.
0: What about you, Sean? Was there anything else within that? Because he goes over a lot in there. He goes over uh, some of their storytelling objectives and some of their uh, plans for... Well, actually, they also go over some of the tweaks like that are coming out with uh, the more recent patch, so it's going to be easier to get mountaintop and such. Uh, was there anything else that that really had uh, your noodle going, so to speak, Like, really got your brain like, ooh, I'm curious how so-and-so is going to work in that post? Well, I'm not so much...
2: <sighs> Not so much curious about what's in the post because it's pretty straightforward. I'm more really excited about what's coming with Shadowkeep. I mean, yeah. we're going to a revamped yeah, moon. Mm-hmm. The moon was one of my favorite destinations that I feel was underutilized in Destiny One, and I would go to because it was just cool looking. And two, Crotazen was one of my favorite raids besides Wrath of the Machine. Um, it was just, and I know it's a glorified strike, but the music is. <laughs> The outro music to my YouTube videos, uh, mm-hmm. the um, the 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 vibe of the moon, the hive, and the fact that now it's going to be twice the amount of space. There's going to be lost sectors. There's going to be the Vex invasion. It's going to be there. Uh, there's going to be the lunar um, armor sets. Um, what's going on with all of these um, guardian souls or whatever spirits floating yeah. around? What's the lore behind it? What is the hidden thing that she has awakened? Is it the darkness? Is it the veil? And this is a precursor to well, the le- the leaks say it's the veil or something. Uh mm-hmm. is it leading to the pyramid ships for Destiny Three or for future seasons? Like that's what I'm most excited about is to where look, they're saying it's Rise of Iron. Rise of or a Rise of Iron size expansion. Mm-hmm. Now we all I think loved Rise of Iron because Rise of Iron, yeah, it was five, I think five or six story missions. Yeah, sure. But start. it was what Short story missions, but is it's what came along with Rise of Irons yes. that made everyone so excited. It was the raid. It was Archon's Forge. It was the new social space. It was the new weapons. Iron Banner was amazing when Lady Effordi ran it. You know, look forward to every Iron Banner where uh, she would sell all the god rolls of armor and also weapons and things like that so i'm looking forward to seeing all the new weapons exploring the moon seeing all the new lost sectors um what new hidden quests they did tease that they are um they're going to continue the whole whisper of the worm outbreak perfected type things Mm -hmm. and um the moon's an eerie place i'd like to see the shadow keep the nightmares this new activity with new modifiers the nightfall is getting new modifiers um where they kind of teased us with that and that's really what i'm most excited about and i i think we're kind of losing sight think well not us but i feel like a lot of the community is losing sight of the content that's coming along with it mm-hmm. and really really focusing on the minutiae of this new model and this new system and this and that yeah. whereas i'm more excited of things to do when i log in october 1st and for the 10 weeks of the season what am i going to be doing what am i going to be yeah. earning yeah what am i going to be experiencing what's the raid going to be like and um customizing my build have a build for pvp have a build for pve and uh
1: yeah, I mean it, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, here's it, the th- it, go ahead, Paris. I, I'm sorry, just to add one thing in to Sean and, yeah. and to uh, answer your original question, Destin, because I think I went went all over the map with it. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that we don't know about is they keep teasing we have this new activity that's coming um, that I would assume is replacing Menagerie or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of probably my most Curious thing that I want to see that comes content-wise, and not to mention with this revamp of the Moon. And I, I look at what I look at the Dreadnought kind of as their beta attempt at this end game space. <laughs> and yeah. then the Dreaming City being the 1.0 of that. So what lessons have they learned from the Dreaming City that they mm-hmm. potentially could be applying to the moon now with Keep for being this in game place that we're going to continue to go back to once we get to the end of the game?
0: Yeah, so to address what Sean was just talking about, that's sort of like how the community is really latching onto the minutia of everything. Yeah. We had an interview with Bungie last week for Fireteam Chat, right? They came on, Brian helped produce it, of course. So he was there, and he, I asked some of his questions. But the thing is, I don't feel like I have any better understanding about how any no. of this stuff is going to work. <laughs> no. I've read all the blog posts, I, I've went through it all, and I think I have a basic idea of how it's going to function. He even gave us an example at the end of this most recent one about how things are going to work, but I need to see it in action. And right now, yeah. all we can do is let our imaginations go wild about how how all that stuff is going to function. And like even after talking to them extensively, I don't have any more inclination of where this story's going. Something about Eris. Something bad happened on the moon, nightmares. <laughs> crazy ghost spirit things. Yes. And I'm glad I don't know a lot, but at the same time, yeah. I think that's Exciting. that's why the community is kind of like, I don't understand this season pass thing. There are so many new systems coming with this game, and I think largely it's going to be positive. Uh, everything I've seen, I haven't seen anything that's made me mad. Like, people were mad about... Uh, the armor mods I saw and like how that's going to work with the different damage modifiers. And I'm like, we haven't even played it. Like I can sort of imagine how that's going to work. And I, I really don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. But again, I can only I can only say that passively because I haven't played it. I have no idea. And I think we're going to get more hands on time. And once we have a better understanding about how, how all these systems intermingle, we're gonna we're gonna be uh, better off. The thing that I was trying to see if you guys would say organically, without me <laughs> me pushing it, was uh, they talked about a single ever evolving world uh, within this blog post, and that was really really intriguing to me. In Paris, you talked about how the dreaming city sort of did that in in an experimental way, I'll say. And I'm really, really stoked to see how our Guardians are going to have an impact on this world. One of my biggest design complaints about Destiny in the past is how everything feels like it happens in a cylinder or in its own sort of column. And if this is going to make more of a through line between those, then I am incredibly stoked to see those little story beats each season. And I will happily, happily drop 10 bucks a pop To learn more about what's going on. How do you
1: guys feel about that? I, I feel great about yeah. it because I think, how, how did Luke say it in there? He's you're, you're basically gonna have FOMO, right? Mm-hmm. Where you, you had to be there to experience yeah. it because the, the world is going to physically change as mm-hmm. we go through the season. So the, obviously the hardcore and the dedicated people that are gonna be there logging in every week, we're gonna experience that. But some of the more casual players, yeah, they are gonna miss out on that. But, you, but at some point you have to make that choice mm-hmm. if you want to continue to evolve this game. So I'm actually very excited to see them starting to lay down the a template for that. So maybe as we get into 2020 or dare I say, destiny three, you know, it's just going to become the norm that you can't expect destiny to always be the same world every mm-hmm. time you log in. Yeah.
2: Well, that and also just like how they're going to wrap up a season and it's going to come to a big crescendo at the end of it to wrap up the underlying story for that season and set us up for the next season. Yeah. But one thing also to keep in mind is For the new activities let's think about this guys escalation protocol started all of this right Mm -hmm. we think about escalation protocol was a huge hit we all loved it that we were all figuring out how to get nine people into it then all of a sudden (laughs) we got from there then we got uh the forges then we got the reckoning and then it culminated with the menagerie and let's be frank the menagerie is one hella fun and two nothing is more awesome than having a chalice which, by the way, is getting a buff with update 2.5.2.2. Yeah. I think for double drops, where mm-hmm. you go in and you 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 equip your chalice and pick, what do I want? Do I want yes. a weapon? Do I want a piece of armor? <laughs> do I want uh, recovery, mobility, this and that? Um, more than likely, this new activity I'm hoping on is going to be a culmination of everything, meaning mm-hmm. high action, high intensity, and at the same time rewarding. And probably difficult also, Mm -hmm. but rewarding in that you can somewhat choose if you're looking for a specific mod socket or something or a weekly challenge will give you. Because remember, they said in the original Vidoc by the end of the artifact, you're getting almost exotic tier uh, mod sockets and this and that. Mm -hmm. So I got a feeling we're going to be in for a good time with whatever new activity they have, whether it's the nightmares or is this new activity we're saying is not the nightmares? Right. Is this going to be something else outside of they the night? No, I said, yeah. we don't know. Yeah. They this said so
0: little about what we're going to experience in shadow keep. You're going back to the moon. The moon's remastered. It's bigger, yeah. you know? And I'm like, okay, I still don't have a good idea about what I'm going to be doing in this update. I'm happy to go in blind. I think it's going to be great. And I think it's going to be, yeah, they
2: got to give us a teaser at some yeah. point, but I think well, the they combination- sort of
0: have, but like, I still don't have a clear indication of, okay, we can drive around and everything. But like, why is no prob- there? No problem.
2: Yeah, They'll probably give some sort of really quick teaser sometime mm-hmm. in September to what the new activity is and let our... Well, I mean, they could do what they did with the Menagerie, which was like a a one-minute or a 40-second clip showing you, here's what it is, here's what you do, and they showed you the chalice, and they showed you quickly swapping in your runes in this and that and Mm -hmm. uh, go out in the world and farm for these runes and uh, selectively create the armor and weapons that you want. And you want to do it over and over to get the perfect rolls and, 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 you know, like enhanced perks. And another thing, too, that I'm recommending in my ultimate guide to preparing for uh, Shadowkeep is to... As Luke Smith said, we're probably not gonna go right into armor 2.0. We're more than likely, hold on to your good gear right now. Don't dismantle everything. Keep your good gear, and as you move into Shadowkeep and Season of the Undying, um, you're probably gonna ease yourself into it as you start to acquire all the different mod sockets and things like that, you know? I'm looking forward to it.
0: It's gonna be fun. Me too, me too, really excited. Um, So on that, actually, I'm sort of curious, are you guys chasing anything still in Destiny? Because I'm definitely in a, I'm just waiting for Shadowkeep mode right now. Like, I know Iron Banner's going on, and I could be chasing that armor set. But I'm just kind of like, you know what? I already had it. Like, I don't, I don't need it again. Like, I had it. I had it, all the mods and everything. I'll just wait because, like, we're going to be getting a whole new armor system, and it's not part of the, the carryover. I've already gotten my Solstice set, so I'm good there. So what are you guys chasing right now in Destiny? Paris?
1: T- titles. Um, ah. I'm chasing cur- Curse Breaker right now because sh- I have to get the eggs out of Shattered Throne. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm doing right yeah. now. But yeah. yeah, that's it for me, just chasing titles. Other than that, I've done everything. What about you, son?
2: I'm chasing frames because I <laughs> I made the... Um, someone, shout out to Dell Stewart who gave me a code for the Collector's Edition, Play Destiny on a uh, bare-bones gaming laptop, and next yeah. thing you know, I'm in the hole for... A beautiful PC I have right now, this ridiculous monitor, and I'm chasing frames. So, I am just glued to my PC because I cannot get over how incredible this game looks and works. You made the jump. I made (laughs) the switch. You made the jump. You were PS4. Yeah. I I was PS4 Pro. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a scrub. Mm -hmm. I'm not using mouse and keyboard. I'm using my Scuf Impact. Um,
0: And I I know I know I know a scrub who used the PlayStation controller, and Bungie hired him. So don't feel too bad. Well, Gith- uh, oh, okay. <laughs> CJ. CJ, right? <laughs> uh, CJ played well, on PS4 controller, yeah.
2: I tweeted out that I was using a scuff controller, and even Gathalion... Um tweeted back, I've been using a controller the whole time. And then yeah. he even posted his kill-death ratio stats. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I do fine, you know, like in the Crucible. But for me, it's one, enjoying playing on PC, because to me, this feels like a brand new game on yeah. PC. And two, I'm farming, farming, farming for materials, 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 whether it's... Enha- I'm logging in on all three characters and doing Banshees bounties every single day. I'm going to the spider. I'm seeing what he's selling every day. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all the milestones. I just want to go into Keep with as many mod components, with oh, as yeah. many enhancement cores, with i mean people are going crazy filling up their vaults with um i think it's uh zavala ship or Ikora's ship so that you buy it from your collections mm-hmm. and then you get a return on it because the glimmer you get from it because there's no oh. coinky dinky that they're raising that glimmer cap to 250 grand mm-hmm. and um, they're loading up their vaults with ships to to take out <laughs> to dismantle for legendary shards and uh for glimmeriness and that. So I'm not crazy. going that far. Y'all are crazy. I'm not crazy. going that far. <laughs> but I'm mainly just farming for, you know, materials and for also um, mod components, enhancement cores, and just the basic things. Um, and yeah, just prepping for, for Shadowkeep, not to burn through the content, but I want to be able to experiment with all these builds as quickly as possible and be able to make content on, you know, here's some amazing builds that you can come up with. You know, Solar Affinity Armor has a great... Um, I mean, um, solar armor pieces have this affinity, let's say, for shotguns. I I think that's what um, Tomo said over on stream. Or I think I noticed a bunch of the perks related to shotguns or something. So a PvP build might be with a bunch of solar uh, pieces of gear because they may have solar um, shotgun scavenger, shotgun reserves, shotgun reloader, blah, 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 blah. So really just preparing to have as many materials as possible so I can go in and then see what Banshee is selling every week, you know, because he's going to have that exchange down at the bottom where as you're leveling up your armor from energy zero to energy 10, you're going to have to use Glimmer, Enhancement Cores, Legendary Shards. From there, then it goes to these uh, Enhancement Prisms, which Banshee uh, will sell, but they didn't scroll over how much you're going to have to trade in to get those, and then finally, at the end, it looked exotic, these Ascendant shards that they're bringing back. So really just um, trying to stock up on as many materials and mod components and enhancement cores.
0: Maybe I can cross save my Ascendant shards from Destiny 1 on PS4 over to my (laughs) Destiny 2 account. That would be pretty nice. (laughs) Yeah. so, sort of on that subject, it's really, really cool to hear that you jump from PS4 to PC. I think a lot of players have been jumping over to PC. Luke alluded to that a little bit in one of his posts, and that's great. It's like I don't mean to, I don't know, I don't want to sound like an elitist or anything, but PC is great.
1: Well,
2: I mean, cross save is <laughs> really, really is cool. Go- yeah. Like cross save is a mm-hmm. godsend because look, yeah. I look, I played Anthem and the Divi- I loved the Division Two. You yeah. have no idea, loved it, and but. I have codes for it that you know the developers kindly gave me for mm-hmm. PC but I'm not I'm not about to go in there and spend uh 60 70 hours grinding oh, those characters yeah, right? if yeah. they had cross save I'd gladly pay a little money to bring those characters over but Bungie you nailed it I can play on Xbox I could play on PS4 mm-hmm. I could play on PC other companies you got to do this you yeah. got to enable cross save buddies mm-hmm.
1: What about you well, Paris? yeah Did I you, mean like you yeah, get to try it out? Yeah yeah, I did the same because I, I originally started on PlayStation 4. So when PC came out, I was I started dabbling, like, okay, I'm gonna do it. But it was like putting in the time to <laughs> re-grind all three characters. Yeah. And I kept I kept stopping and starting. So it was so funny. In May of this year, I made the decision. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna abandon PlayStation. I'm going to PC. And I started grinding out on PC. And then they had made the announcement and I just just hit the brakes completely and I was like I'm going back to PlayStation 4 for the rest of the summer so now I've been able to bring my PS4 progress over the PC and like I told Sean offline you're not going back dude you're not (laughs) there's no way you're going back I'm afraid to
2: fire up the PS4 right now
1: I really am you know like afraid I mean
2: I've got it there Mm -hmm. because you know I have a lot of channel members, and so, you know, because I stream on YouTube. I don't stream on Twitch. Yeah. And we have a thing called channel members, which is like Twitch, where um, you pay 4 a month and it's like a Twitch subscription. I have channel members. Yeah. You know, so I have a private Discord with them, and we have a Mesa Army clan that's going on right now. And we also, I'd like to play with them. Not all of them are on PC. And, you know, we have an LFG for PS4, Xbox, and also PC. But I'd like to jump on and play with some folks on PS4 and this and that. But like you said, once you experienced 105 field of view yeah. and the speed, <laughs> oh, or yeah. mm-hmm. you're not really going fast, but it gives you the illusion that you're moving faster. I haven't tried it yet, but I, I know my PS4 is feeling very sad in the corner right now. Uh, it's, jar- it's,
0: it's jarring to go back. I'll just say yeah, that. Like it's it jarring is. when you go back. It takes a little bit to get used to it again. But I don't want to like abandon our PS4 Xbox friends. I don't think we will. We're still going to play yeah, on no, this platform. No, no. Some
2: of my, my yeah. best friends mm-hmm. that I play with, shout out to Rocco and Krypton, Anthony, yeah. and all you guys, Time Splitter. They're all on PS4 still. And I will be playing with them mm-hmm. um, during Shadow Keep on PlayStation 4. And then also, you know, I'll be playing on PC a lot when those guys either not are not on in this and that. You mm-hmm. know, cause shooting aliens, do I really <laughs> need the 200 frames I'm getting, 230 frames per second? No, I don't. Yeah. But then, as soon as they're off, and we're done, you know, like, doing a party thing, then I could jump back on PC. Mm-hmm. I'm good friends with the WTF Game Nation guys, and all they do is raid, yeah. raid, raid. I could jump on with some raids. My clan Resolute, Team Rezo, they're all on mm-hmm. PC now, do raids mm-hmm. with them, things like that. So, I think it's healthy, actually, as a content creator, or streamer, or anything you do, podcaster, to have multiple yeah. platforms, you know, to play on No, it is.
1: it is. It is. It's funny, I, I, I've been making the joke that, you know, I'm I'm a part of GamerTag Radio which mm-hmm. started as an Xbox yeah. Uh, podcast, and I've never played Destiny on Xbox ever. <laughs> so, so now I have the opportunity with cross save to actually go play Destiny on Xbox. So, so kind of what Sean was saying. The one thing that I definitely will will do is I want to do a raid on all all three platforms. So that, mm-hmm. but now that I have cross save, I don't have to worry about it's okay, God, now I gotta go go grind. Just I can just go play with some other people. Hey, let's go do it and say I can check that off the bucket list. But my home is gonna be PC. It's yeah. just. just 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 my preferred way to play yeah
0: like it's just it's just the frames really that's what it comes down to your menus load faster you have more frames more data it's it's just i like that experience a lot yeah and uh i haven't had a chance to try out cross save yet i can't believe you came back from gamescom and you were able to get time with your workout schedule and everything Paris. Yeah.
2: but bungie made (laughs) it so seamless to do man i mean ben they They knocked it out of the park Mm -hmm. i mean yeah everyone freaked out when it was delayed for three hours, I mean like this mm-hmm. community, I love you Destiny community, but you get up in arms over the slightest thing, man. Mm-hmm. and they delayed it for two hours. Everyone's, they can't even get this right. Relax, it's a yeah. video game. They enabled it two hours later and mm-hmm. it was seamless. Oh. Click here, I wanna bring these characters over to here and over to here. Done, mm-hmm. done, I'm ready to go. Logged per- into PC, here's my characters from PlayStation 4.
0: Oh yeah, that's cool. Paris, have you? Uh, what platforms do you mess with cross cross save with?
1: Um, just from PlayStation to PC, I oh, haven't okay. touched Xbox yet. Got yeah. it, got it. Yep. So that, I, that's on the list. I want to go
0: backwards because one of my my lower accounts uh, from throughout the Destiny timeline was always Xbox, I want to go play on Xbox next. And I have an X, so, yeah, still haven't sprung for a PS4 Pro. I know I need to. I'm waiting for a good you sale. You might want to wait, because
2: that PS5 yeah, the and PS5, probably the like, Xbox like, going to be in... That's
0: what happened. Like, it launched, and I knew the X was coming, and then the X ended up being, like, better hardware because you can do true 4K. And, like, I have all these, these tech this tech info that kind of made me get the x and then i'm like well i'll just wait until the pro goes on sale it never went on sale so i never got a pro i just and i can borrow them from work so that's an additional <laughs> yeah. ah, yeah. nice where i'm just part. like i can just borrow it like why am i gonna <laughs> drop 400 bucks to have one at home uh, all that said yeah i'm excited to try cross save cross save yeah and i'm glad that you guys were able to tell me a little bit about the experience it's really nice hearing that you guys got to play on PC and that you clearly see why it's enjoyable and everything.
1: Oh yeah. I'm never going back. (laughs) Never going back. PC for life from now on.
0: All that said, I think we've covered the, uh, the gamut of information for this week, but I'll throw it back to you one more time. Uh, starting with you, Paris, is there anything else that we missed that you kind of wanted to discuss more?
1: No, I think we hit everything from mm-hmm. from all the news that that's come out. Uh, other than to say that you know, Pax West is going on right now, that's and right. I'm so so jealous that mm-hmm. I can't be there to do Widow's Court 3v3 elimination. Yeah. I that was the one thing from Destiny One that I've missed so dearly mm. with Destiny Two is having that 3v3 elimination. I'm just I'm so excited for for it to come back. Obviously, it's gonna debut in Crucible Labs. I can't wait till mm-hmm. it gets promoted to the yeah. regular playlist, and hopefully everything. works great and we get trials back. I I cannot wait for that.
0: Brian's going to be back next week talking about Widow's Court from Packs. so I'm jealous yes. that he gets to play it. I don't get to play it, because I was like, I do not want to do another trip right after Gamescom. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
1: I would be divorced right now if I was at PAX, <laughs> right? so I was like... Married no. guy,
0: too. My wife missed <laughs> yep. me very much.
1: Uh, Sean, I think they're showing off a new exotic
2: machine gun, too, because I noticed everyone at uh, that... Uh, or a few people from Bungie who are mm-hmm. at PAX right now changed their Twitter handles to like dollar symbol dot machine gun dot no name dot uh, like... When is, they first, it, is it the it,
0: one it, with the bug in it that was at Guardian? Talk? It might be, dude. Yeah. Because
2: I because I watched your video where you went over the three D replica. Yeah. Because I've seen a bunch of the Bungie people change their Twitter profiles Ooh. to have this uh, no name thing where it says like something dot dot like it looks like it's code machine gun no name and in the ViDoc for the exotic hand cannon it had that exact type of coding but said hand cannon no name and I I have a feeling they're letting them use this new exotic um, heavy uh, machine gun. I always never know what to call it, light machine gun or, or heavy machine gun. Heavy machine machine gun, gun at I think PAX. I think. Um,
0: I'm I'm looking on Twitter right now. Let's see what they're saying. Check
2: Dylan, yeah, check Dylan's profile. Yeah. Uh, I'm
0: pretty sure. Oh yeah, he that's changed. the one with the bug. Oh okay. god, that thing's. Oh, cool. did he tweet it out? No, 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 no. I'm looking at some random person that sh- had a picture of it. Destiny MG. Bungie previews new exotic machine gun for Destiny Two Shadowkeep. All right, okay, yeah. So they're talking about it they're talking yeah about so it right they are now.
2: talking about it and i think they're playing with it too i think also so yeah just other than that i'm just looking forward to the vex gear i'm looking forward to the new weapons i'm looking forward to the story to see what on earth did eris Morn unleash on us is it a precursor to these pyramid ships you know to me the most biggest like the thing that intrigues me the most are these damn pyramid ships you know? oh yeah what's I mean, I've been wondering for so many years and I'm like, I'm a sucker for leaks, you know, so when the (laughs) leaks come out and start telling you what the, what these pyramid ships are and when they're coming and this and that, I believe all of it instantly. And then Mm -hmm. it turns out to not be true, you know, (laughs) but I just want to know what, What is it that Eris Morn has unveiled? And why are these nightmares here? Why are we there? And um, what's going to be... Because in the Vidoc, you see that there's some sort of public event where Eris Morn, you're doing a darkness sacrifice. You see it in the background of one of the screens. And I don't know. Is She's going to be an NPC, obviously, on the moon. Um, What is she going to offer? Is she with us? Or is she tempting us in some other way? Mm -hmm. Um, And... Either way, with uh, new light coming out, I mean, there's going to be millions of new people. There's literally no reason for people to not try the game, and That's I think right. it's a brilliant move on Bungie to uh, market it this way, is to say, "Hey, try the game out," because let's look. Destiny is an addictive game. I was like, when I first saw the Destiny alpha advertised, like I played Killzone Shadowfall, and before that, I was playing. Call of Duty Black Ops, too. Like, I don't want to shoot aliens and this and that. I was a multiplayer guy. And then I logged in, and as a musician, when I heard that music,
1: oh, it had yeah.
2: me right there. As soon yeah. as I heard oh, that yeah. music, I logged in, and I felt it, it was like they, um, Jason Jones said in an interview with PlayStation, you know, and I'm old, too. So <laughs> when growing up and listening to Star Wars, um, when you watched the original Holy Trilogy, the music, the sounds made you want to be in that world. Mm-hmm. Destiny 100% has captured that. Every destination has a vibe to it, right? It was the same with Destiny 1 and Destiny 2. Des- um, when you fly into a destination, when you fly into the tower, when you hear a certain weapon, they all have a vibe that makes you want to be in that place. So um, I- I'm just excited for the future for this franchise. And I think that new light is going to rope in a lot of new people and say, hey, you know what? You could go back and play Forsaken for $40 and get all that content. You know what? Just come in with Shadow Keep and buy Shadow Keep and come in and play with Shadow Keep, you know? Sure.
0: Sean, as we wrap up the show, where can people find your stuff if they want to? You check can you out find you me.
2: Can... You can find me on YouTube at Mesa Sean. You could uh, I stream also on uh, YouTube only Mesa Sean, and I'm on Twitter at Mesa Sean. So real simple.
1: <laughs> and you, Paris? Uh, you can find my podcast and my dogs about to bark. But you can find <laughs> my podcast uh, Gamertag Radio. We're your favorite RSS feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. Um, we're also on Twitch. So twitch.tv forward slash gamertag radio. You can find us there. And I have my fledgling YouTube career that I've oh. started. So that is youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Marcelo, M A R C E L L O 696. Cool. i
2: wouldn't call and, it fledgling man you got some really good interviews and some good quality content
1: oh uh, i appreciate it but I, i'm not you so until i'm you I, I can't say that oh and then you can find me on twitter at vicious 696 where i'm usually yelling about something
0: <laughs> all right guys that sounds good thank you so much for joining us we're gonna do the point now so until next time everybody guardians, guardians out, out. Yeah.